Hey friends, welcome back to another episode of In No Hurry. I am your host, Cole Douglas Claiborne. So happy to be back with you guys this week for another episode as we continue our series on marriage. And this week we are joined by two of our good friends, Tyler and Dina Lindsay. Tyler is the worship pastor at our church. He also was on the show about a year ago with some friends at church talking about our young adult ministry, which he also is the pastor of. And he's also the leader of our small group and just two other people that we just kind of do life with and really just a great young couple who I'm excited to have on to share their perspective of what marriage has been like the last year within COVID and just to share their experiences of their own personal life and how that has shaped their marriage. Before we get going here, I do want to give a quick reminder that this month I am reading through the book Seven Rings of Marriage by Jackie Bledsoe and am inviting you to read along with me as I go through that each week. Later this month, we're going to have Jackie on my Instagram live, and that's also going to be a podcast episode here. But I'd love for you to read that book with us as part of the book of the month. And if you follow me on Instagram, you'll see some p- posts about the book, some excerpts and quotes, and just sort of notable things that I find as I'm reading the book. And would love for you to go ahead and grab a copy of that book if you haven't already. You could find that pretty much anywhere that you get books, Barnes & Noble, Amazon, wherever. And read that along with us, because I think this month, as we're focusing on marriage, obviously it's Valentine's month. Uh, February is kind of the month where a lot of people like to focus on relationships and marriages. And so that's what we're doing here. And I'd love for you to join us with that as we go through that book. And then whenever we talk to Jackie later this month, send me some questions that you want asked and hopefully he'll be able to answer those. And we'll have just another good talk about marriage from his perspective. But I'm so excited for this conversation this week. We had a ton of fun. Here are our friends, Tyler and Dina Lindsay. Well, we are back with two of our good friends, Tyler and Dina. Tyler, you've been on the show before. Welcome back. And also, mm-hmm. thank you so much for bringing this coffee, man. Really yeah, appreciate that's it. That's the least we could do. Man. He <laughs> loves coming to your house. So we bring bearing gifts. Dina, welcome. Never thank been on the you. show before, thank but you. you know, I'm excited. Happy to have you. Thank you. Thank you. And I'm joined again by my lovely wife, Emily. She's on this uh, series with me talking about marriage. Emily, welcome back as well. Thank you. Hopefully, everyone can hear me better in this episode. <laughs> yeah, sorry. The last one we did with uh, Kristen and Nick. Uh, had a little bit of mic issues. So hopefully this will sound better, but uh, we're just kind of hanging out here in our living room talking about marriage and enjoying the gift of marriage and friendship. And obviously this month with Valentine's Day, the focus a lot, you know, for a lot of people is on relationships and marriage and that sort of stuff. And uh, just wanted to kind of bring that into the conversation and talk with some couples about things that have worked well and some advice and just ways that you guys can maybe include more of your relationship with God into your marriage. Cause that's obviously what we want to focus on. But um, what's this last year been like for you guys in terms of a marriage? Because I know for, for any couple, really, they've got a different outlook on how this past year with COVID has affected their relationship. Mm. But what's it been like for you guys? <clears throat> it's been good. I mean, and, and we talk about this all the time. We feel guilty sometimes because, you know, 2020 was actually a really beautiful year for us. We bought a brand new home. You know, we got to go through that journey together. Um, Dana loved quarantine. I feel like, like I thrived <laughs> in quarantine. I was like, bring on the unemployment, man. I was loving it. <laughs> right. It was too much. But yeah. no, I think a lot, we were kind of nervous because we were like, wow, we're going to have to be in this apartment, this one bedroom apartment together for what was it? Three months? A long time. I feel like a lifetime. Dana got really into TikTok at the beginning. I did. I really <laughs> tried to become. a lot of dances, which was actually a whole lot of fun. But I think we learned a little bit more about each other because like you weren't, we weren't able to do literally 
anything. Like everything was shut down. So it was just us in that one bedroom apartment and our little dog Finn. So um, I think it was great because we got to spend some time with each other in ways that we never got to, like play board games together. And yeah. like. And what was really cool is like one thing we've struggled since being in Bowling Green is not spending as much time with our family. And during the lockdown, the only people that we ever saw was our was my mom and her parents, and we got to go help with home projects because we stuff. had to and check on them. Yeah, it was so. it was really fulfilling for us. I mean, and that again, like you feel guilty for saying that because it has been such a tragic time for. But a lot I of people. wish we could go back. So. <laughs> yeah, the good the first stimulus check in Tiger King days. Yeah, that, that's the that's time for we the really quarantine enjoyed. days. Yeah, yeah. Sorry. I guess there's a chance we can get another stimulus check. <laughs> I'm waiting for another documentary like Tiger King. Yeah, right. What about you guys? Was it good for you? It was, yeah. I mean, I really liked that first part. You know, I wasn't teaching at the beginning of of, of COVID. I wasn't teaching last school year, so mm-hmm. we were both working from home for the yeah. most part, and it really freed up our days to just kind of, if we felt like going on a walk at eleven o'clock mm-hmm. in the morning, we could walk downtown and kind of just do whatever we wanted to for a while, and that was it was really nice. Yeah, I was gonna say the beginning part was definitely better because it was we were all kind of, you know. I think more hopeful. Absolutely. Yeah. Not that I'm not hopeful with the vaccine and with everything now, but you know, I remember thinking last year, and I don't know if you guys thought this too, but I remember when this first started happening in March, I was thinking like, how amazing is it that the Lord made this happen during spring? You know, like what if we had to experience this in the winter? Here we are. Right. <laughs> I know. And winter came. Now we're here. He's still faithful. <laughs> right. He's still fine. But uh, it hits differently in the winter. Yeah, I agree. Uh-huh. I agree. Uh-huh. The fact that it was warm outside helps. Yes. In the sunshine and like, there were still little things like going to get coffee and mm-hmm. stuff like that. We're still park. going I mean, to the dog now, park. That was a blessing. Blessed. And too, yeah. I was able to like still do. I'm, I do social media for the um, salon I work at, and I was still able to do stuff like that. For luckily, social media was still <laughs> on a you know. It was good. That's so it. <laughs> that was the only thing. Y'all weren't able to cut hair at that time. No. Yeah, you're right. So uh, I still feel like I felt like I had a purpose. So it was easier to like. Oh, I didn't get down at all. So mm-hmm. I was. was yeah. I love And even for us at church, like we didn't close. Like the building right. may Everything have been closed, but church. And those didn't. were fun times. They were. Man. We like, looked forward we, to Sundays. We uh, we got to the worship with the other campus pastors, which I never get to do because yeah. we're never together. Right. And I mean, for me, I know I'm kind of going off topic here, no, but like, for no. me, like it let me fall in love with worship again yeah. because I had no one in the room to feed off of, no one in the room to affirm me. Mm-hmm. It was literally me and God. And That's I literally awesome. felt in those moments, God was like, I'm getting you back to the roots of why you fell in love with me and why you fell in love with worship. And yeah. for me, and you, you may be able to tell from a congregational standpoint, it's changed the way that I've led worship since then. Like yeah. I'm just on fire man, because I finally got back to the root. Cause it's easy. It's easy at a church our size to fall in love with the accolades or fall in love with people being like, man, that's so good. But there wasn't a dang person to tell me that, you know yeah. what I mean? It was, it was just singing and no one was there and it, it let me, um, and helped me fall back in love with why I got into ministry in the first place. So, I mean, at the end of the day, man, COVID, I mean, again, like we said, it was, it was tragic, but God really brought some beautiful things out mm-hmm. of it for us individually and, and together. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's beautiful. And I remember when that season hit, cause we were doing, we were in the middle of that large group study mm-hmm. with Greg, which was awesome. And then yeah. it had to go online yeah, for a while. That. And we were like, we, Emily and I would just sit, we would put our hammocks up back in our backyard <clears throat> mm-hmm. and just put the computer out there and watch the large group study in the oh, evenings. Yeah. And yeah. that was, that was kind of cool, but yeah. we did miss, we did miss being in church with everybody. Um, those that aren't, that are listening that don't know Tyler, he is our worship pastor at our church. Oh, yeah. uh, I was going to say, we should yeah. probably, yeah. Oh, yeah, Tyler's yeah, our worship pastor, but, <laughs> um, 
but yeah, I was gonna ask you like, it was like, was it weird at first just to like be playing and because I mean you're used to you kind of touched on it, but you're used to feeding off of the yeah. the energy of those that, that are at the church and now you're just looking at a camera. Yeah. So I mean, was it, what was the adjustment like? Because I assume it was weird at first for you, but what was the adjustment like to where you were able to have the the perspective that you just mentioned? Yeah, definitely those first couple of weeks were weird because I mean we'd get there in the morning and rehearse and. We just go sit and just, and it, it was so wild because again, like, I think I'd just been here in Bowling Green leading for a little bit, um, I guess for, well, I guess for a year and a half, almost two years at this point, but I just gotten so used, to, I got used to people being there and it was, man, it was just weird. It was different. And, uh, luckily again, like our other campus worship pastors helped me too, you know, cause it's so hard to engage with people through a, through a camera. It's so hard to try to usher in the presence of God through a camera. And again, like God was like, that's not what it's about. It's about ushering the presence of me through you. Yeah. And in that moment. Oh my and gosh. Again, I loved it. Yeah, I know. <laughs> and I was, was I was enjoying it because yeah. I was surrounded by the people I love. I did miss being around more people, but also like it was just a different experience. Like you get to worship with the people that you don't get to worship with often. Absolutely. And then you go sit and listen to Greg and then you're like, are we good? We can play it. Yeah. We'll that's what was cool. It's like, we could just do one service and play it yeah. for the, the next. Yeah. And then we all just yeah. hung out and it was yeah. just so much fun. It was, yeah, it was really, really good. And you know, it made our experience. It made us push the envelope on like, we taught probably more new songs during that time than we ever could because there's no one in the room to say, well, I didn't like that song. Well, I don't give a rip. <laughs> <laughs> you're not here. You're not here. <laughs> they were commenting on Facebook yeah, saying we exactly hate that right. song. Yeah, that was, <laughs> and so it's let us push the envelope. It, yeah. um, you know, Cameron Federico, who's over our tech team, he really got to dial in our sound oh from gosh. an online experience. Phenomenal. Um, and I'll be honest with you, that, that's been the hardest part coming out of it is people – Number one, they got so used to being at home, and it's such a dynamic experience. I mean, because Dina runs our, a lot of our video stuff. She does a lot of our camera stuff, and there's other guys on the team that do it too, like Nick, who was on here uh, last time. Mm -hmm. They're probably our best camera people, and you can literally Thank stay you. at home and have a beautiful, dynamic experience. Yeah. Um, so it was a lot of learning too. Absolutely. I mean, there was literally random staff people who were jumping on camera. Oh, because like our youth pastor. Yeah, man. Bowling Green, and we were like, you kill it, man. It man. So it, it made us you know, find the kinks that weren't working with our online experience, remove those to make them better. Um, and now people are just having so good experience that I was like, but I'll, we need you back, you know, yeah. if you feel safe. And again, like stay home. And that's why we work so hard as people who need to stay home right now. Yeah. And we don't want them to miss out on experiencing God too. Yeah. I also think too, I mean, you guys could say from your perspective, but I would think that would give us an advantage because we've already been streaming online for what, 10 years? Absolutely. Yeah. So a, as opposed to right. a lot of other churches who yeah. have like had to do this for the first time. And didn't know how when to I do that. When I had Greg on, like right, I guess it was April, um, mm -hmm. kind of right before Easter, and he was saying the same thing. Like we're, he's like, we're in a good spot because we've been doing this. We kind of, he's like, I feel bad for some of the churches that are, you know, I don't think he said he felt bad, but like he was just basically saying like, you know, some churches are at a disadvantage because mm -hmm. they don't have the capabilities. But he was like, look, if you're a church and all you have is Facebook Live, like use that. If yeah, all you've right. got is Periscope, like use yeah. that here. And the Cameron yeah. who he was just talking about was able to go help other churches set oh, that cool. experience awesome. up. So that was pretty cool that too. That is really cool, yeah. It was a lot of learning for yeah, a lot well, of people. Exactly. There's a difference between improving and just starting for the very first time. Yeah. I mean, we were just able just to make it better. I mean, yeah. And, and the cool thing about it, it made churches push the envelope in their worship experience. Yeah. You know, you, you got to do more. You got to find other ways to interact with people. And, um, and yeah, there were many churches locally that, you know, that we got to help out and partner with. And, um, 
And I think I think the church has a, the big church has a huge opportunity to come out of it even stronger. Yeah. You know, we have a really good opportunity to open up our doors emotionally, spiritually, and physically mm-hmm. in a, in a really cool way right now. Yeah, and to bring um, that back to marriage, like we got to serve together in a different way too. So yeah. that was pretty cool. Like, yeah. We got to serve with each other and like go do these. Um, I don't know if y'all remember um, the praying, the prayer parade. What was oh, that? Like uh, over the hospitals. And yes, stuff. Yeah. yeah. So we got to do that together, and we usually don't like you know. So it's, mm-hmm. that was pretty. Yeah, cool. and, and for us, like serving is probably the most places that we connect. I mean, you know, oh, like yeah. Dina is one of our best worship leaders we have. At. Thank you. Shout out, Dina. Thank you and, very much. You know, and that's and that's one reason I fell in love. There was getting to lead worship together, and it kind of brought that love again. That's awesome. Um, And yeah, there's nothing more I think that brings us close together than when we're serving the Lord together. Mm -hmm. And that's why we love Sundays. Like this coming up weekend. And that's why that's all we ever talk about. I feel like. (laughs) Literally. That's all they do. That's all they do. And and your dog Finn. Yeah. And all my Finn. I love him. He brought us together too. He did. He did. He was the cornerstone, man. He was the. He was. He was, he was the joy. He was the Oreo filling to our Oreo. Yeah. Man, that's that's a great analogy. <laughs> so I, I was going to ask, I mean, you guys maybe just answered it, but I was going to say, what's the one most, I don't, maybe not the most valuable, but I guess what's one thing that you guys have learned about marriage or yourselves in the past year? Maybe it is the aspect of serving, but when you think back to like, when you kind of do an inventory of your marriage of what the last year looked like, what was something that immediately comes to your mind as like something you learned about either just marriage itself or just like y'all's marriage together? I, man, I think just to be able to laugh together. I oh, mean, yeah. I and we were talking on the way up here. I was like, man, I have the most fun with my wife. Like, yeah. she's probably the only person that thinks I'm funny half the time. I cry. Um, I'm crying. <laughs> please stop crying. <laughs> um, but yeah, I think what we learned is just not take each other too seriously. Yeah. From you know, just having fun and joking and cracking up and enjoying the little things. You know, and even the mess ups. Like. uh what was one thing? I finally got something messed up and we'll have to write it later on. Uh, I don't know. The most recent one I could think of is the dog food. Oh, yeah. That was really bad. When you thought you had the right one, but you didn't. Yeah, we bought the wrong dog food and we got in an argument. I love that you said of, we bought the wrong one. I bought that was the wrong good. One. That's another thing he's we've learned. I feel hey, like. You are, are one now. When you yes, got married, exactly. you're exactly right. Now it's like shit. Yeah, exactly. Sorry about it, baby. Sorry. No, but like this past year, I feel like um, not a lot have. Not a lot of people have been able, or like, been through a pandemic, mm-hmm. married, mm-hmm. and so no one, a lot. no one really, a lot. really, really though. Unless like, you got a couple that was around like nineteen eighteen, right. right? But being in a one bedroom apartment, you got to learn to, you know, everything's not so serious because he may have done something wrong, but it would be easier to laugh about it rather than to be upset about it because I, I feel like growing up, my mom was very. Much so if my dad did something wrong, like, she was mad about it for about mm. a week. <laughs> and, like, she showed it, you know? Yeah. And I feel like, would your mom be the same way? Oh, yeah. Yeah, she just, Absolutely. they're good at, like, holding, like, those things over oh, right, your head. Real yeah. Real like, real well, now. you did, you did that. <laughs> so, so like y'all, y'all communicate more about that yes. versus your parents. Yeah. So, I've, I've, I grew up seeing that, and I did not want that at all, because mm-hmm. I, I don't like seeing my parents upset with yeah. each other, you know? So, I was like... That's one thing we talked about when we first got married is when we get upset with each other, I don't want to hold grudges like our moms do because he's seen my mom be that way and I've seen your mom yeah. be that well, way. And, um, and I, this was a question we asked later, so I'll go ahead and kind of touch on it. You Whoa. know, one thing that I saw with my mom and dad... Oh, you can just up, camp out there, y'all. <laughs> one thing that I saw with my mom and dad growing up was a lot of laughter. Like, yeah. that we had so much fun mm-hmm. growing up and... After my mom will get over herself. I don't know if she'll watch this or not. She, she might. She, like, What's oh, she will. If you're in it, she's going to watch it. Um, 
And but one thing I saw with my mom. Go ahead and leave a five star <laughs> review as well if you're listening. That's my baby. PJ, that's what she'll say. That's my baby. Um. But, like, my parents had so much fun. Like, my mom and dad were always laughing. Your dad was a goober. My dad was so much fun. And that's something I wanted to implement in our marriage. Yeah. It's like, mm-hmm. I'm, I'm such a goober yeah. and a goofball. And then he says all the time, like, you're, you're a freaking idiot. Yeah. But it's um, with love. And I, even when we have arguments, like, literally not yelling at you in the middle of a dog store. But we were promised. <laughs> that was one time. Um, but literally, we're telling the story and we laugh about it. Because at the end of the day, like, I mean, we just, that's probably the thing we learned the most. Is just stop taking life so serious. Because you just never know how things could change that. Oh, yeah. yeah. You know, and I want to, wow. I want to remember things as they're good and fun, not just ticked off all the time. Yeah. You know? What about you guys? Yeah. I think it's about picking your battles. Like yeah. you said, I mean, there are some things that like will irritate Cole or I'm like, that's not that big of a deal. And then vice versa. So to speak. What was and it? James yeah. 119. Quick, yeah. Quick to listen. Quick to listen. Quick to listen. <laughs> no, I, mean, I feel like and it really has to do with personality too. You know, it's like you, you see what's modeled to you by your parents. You pick up on the things that you don't like or things that you want to implement that they do. But <laughs> then there's still things that, you know, are unique among you and your spouse because you're different people, Yeah, you know? And so it's like, there's things that we do. And I think it, you know, we've been married for over three years now and it's, we, we know the things that annoy each other. Yeah. At yeah. This point. You learn pretty quickly, you know? And so you're like, oh, okay, you know, yeah. Do I want to have an argument right now? <laughs> yeah. Do you want to save this for later? We've you done, know? we've done pretty well. Like we don't really argue a whole lot. I mean, we have things that annoy each other, but like yeah, but we, we're able to, yeah. talk through it. I mean, yeah. I've had a number of relationships where, I mean, I, when I think back, like they were marked by just a lot of arguing yeah. and like, like anxiety where it's like, I never was sure what they were thinking or like where we stood with each other. It felt like walking on eggshells it's a lot. Like a realm oh, of eggshells. Yeah. We've been together since 2015 and I mean, we've never really had that aspect of but, our relationship. I mean, relationship. I don't think there's anything wrong with arguments. I think it's how you communicate through those yeah. and then like work through it's that It's okay to be upset. I typically, mean, I mean, yeah. typically I've seen this in my work and then just with people in my real life, but, um, th- there seems to always be a person who wants to confront the issue mm-hmm. when it's happening. That's usually me. Uh, <laughs> I usually want to talk through it and Cole usually will need a little space to process that. I am yeah. a huge, like, and I feel like typically in couples, there is a verbal processor and more of an internal I processor. I am the verbal processor. Yeah. I am as For well. sure. I am as well. I'm like, what are you thinking? What are you doing? Yes. Are you, <laughs> Can we talk through this really right? quick? Are you mad at me? Are we okay? Yeah. yeah. Are you still thinking about what happened earlier? Yeah. Yeah. Like, sure. I've and seen telling... the meme where it's like, the lady's like, what did I do wrong? And the guy's like, I wonder if I left the lights on in my car. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, you know what I mean? It's like, that's, and, and, and you know, really when you know each other so well, it's so easy to push those buttons too. Because just like you all, I know exactly what'll tick her off I want, yeah. like, and like do I go there and sometimes or, I use it I, yeah and, and that's the human nature of us is, is yeah. trying to I mean that's so spot on is, is picking those battles. Picking battles um and Dana's just Dana 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 <laughs> who am I I know it's weird <laughs> who's Dana, Dana? Dana. She's on the path where day. is she where do I find her welcome to our house Dana this is weird um <laughs> <laughs> hey, my name's Dina, by the way. But they did exactly the same way. It's like in that moment, as soon as one of us is ticked off, it's like, well what, well, what are you thinking? Why do you think we got ticked off? I'm like, you got to let me just <laughs> work on this in my brain. But like, um, I need to know immediately, like, why did we get upset there? You know, yeah. like, mm-hmm. what happened there that we can fix later on? Mm-hmm. You know, and tell us, like, oh, oh. And then maybe later he'll be like, hey, I'm sorry. Hey, I swear I talked about this. Yeah, it'll be, probably be a few hours later. I usually take a nap, you know. <laughs> but then it also I think it has to do too with the fact like how you approach conflict in general. Whereas yeah. 
money, I'm pretty conflict averse. Like I don't run away from it, but I'm not like inviting it in. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I'm not like, oh, I just, you know, love talking about this kind of thing. I'm like, are you upset with me? I don't want you to be upset with yeah. me. What can I do to mm. fix this situation? Yeah. And we can't always fix that situation. Like a lot of the time, Cole will just be wanting to feel whatever he's feeling. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'll want to help him and I'll want to fix that. And again, that comes back to personality. Yeah. Where it's like, He's like, I don't want you to do anything. I want to I just, just sit feel here. this. Or yeah. I want to just, like, you know, figure it out on my own. And I'm yeah. over here like... Not that I just want to, like, feel pain. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> don't like, we all sometimes? Like just a glutton for pain yeah. over here. Like, yeah. Yeah. like, the other day, he was like, I had a hard day at work, just so you know. Whereas, like, I would come home and be like, what can I do? Do you right. need anything? Well, sometimes, because what happens is you come home... <laughs> here, listen, And then listen. you shout about... You're, like, you're like yelling, like welcoming the cats because they're greeting you and you're always I mean it's no problem you're just it's in such a, positive a you're in such a good mood yeah. but you're like always so excited and I just wanted you to know like I don't have the energy to match that excitement so don't come I in don't here be being excited because I'm going to be sitting here on this couch probably with my looking cat like I, yeah like, I, just like let me pat yeah. <laughs> just pout and like oh, I just so the, the problem and, and like we talked about this with Nick and Kristen last week but like the, the big problem that I had when we lived in Evansville was how busy I was yeah. because yeah. I would come home from work and I would just, I would have no interest at all in reliving the stress and anxiety that I felt during the school day because I was so dang busy mm-hmm. that the last thing that I really wanted to do was have to re-explain it all and re, like re-explain, yeah. relive everything. Re-live but I, like, I wanted her to know what I was going through, but it took Who's so also much. My in- only friend. <laughs> yeah. So, so like, I would come home and she would just, she was in school at the time Human. and was just waiting yep. for me to come home, and it mm-hmm. was like I don't have the energy to give all of that right now, and like, that's a big reason why this podcast got its name in no hurry because like I was started this in a season where I wasn't teaching and it was like, that was the focus of my life during that season was like, I was so dang busy that when we moved here in Bowling Green, it was like, I need to just like kind of cut off stuff for a while. And because it was affecting our marriage. I mean, it was just a, it was a big deal where I was so busy. I had had very little to give to her whenever I was at home. That's so good. Absolutely. <laughs> we were in the exact same boat, man. That's so that's so ironic. Um, like when, when we first moved to Bowling Green and I took the job at, at Crossland here here in Bowling Green, Dina, uh, she just we, she just moved here. She had quit the salon she was working at Glasgow and moved here. And she's like, well, I'm going to work on my videography business. And, I was like, I'm going to be full-time videography, work yeah. from home. It's going to be great. I so, I was going to write my book in the last year. That never happened. Yeah. Right. <laughs> well, and so I'm gone all day learning this campus, learning the system, learning how to be the guy that people are looking to for answers. The same thing. Like it was just, I love what I do, but it was very, very stressful. So yeah. I would come home and I would just like, I just want to sit and do mindless things. I don't want to talk. And I'm and like, exactly hop like, on the like couch. hello, hello, have you been? Hey. What are you doing all day? How's it going? What's up? Can I'm like, see my video? Whoa, whoa, whoa. Hey, <laughs> I had 14 TikToks since you've been gone. You want to see what I did today? Yeah. And he's you like, see my renegade? Yeah, no. <laughs> exactly. And, and, but I kept telling him that's why I need a dog. That way I can give him my attention and not you. <laughs> yeah. He's like, you know what? That sounds that's great. That's a good idea. It's all that balance. Y'all. Yeah, it's yeah. a good balance. And, and and we realized because I mean I was her only community here. I mean, go ahead. Babe. I was gonna say, you know what? I feel like the best advice we got when we got married, what or they gave us, my aunt gave us a book called The Right One. Yeah, was that right? I think so. Yeah. And it, um, I don't know how I got here, but I just thought of this because when you first get married, there's a lot of, you learn about each other. But if we had not had this book, I feel like. These things, we wouldn't have learned right. these things well, as quickly. Yeah, there was the unrealistic expectations. Unrealistic mm-hmm. expectations, yeah. and that's what I had. One more time. Unrealistic, Unrealistic expectations. expectations. That's great, yeah. That's <laughs> great. I've heard of this book. That's yeah, the awesome. right one. Um, and, and Carrie Jo forwards it. Yes. Oh, cool. Which is really, really cool. Nice. We love Carrie Jo. 
if you're out there. We also love you. Carrie, also, <laughs> send <credit> cards. <laughs> if you're here, yeah. call me on Dan. I'm ready. <laughs> I sing. Just yeah. kidding. No. Um, so, yeah, the, literally in the beginning of the book, it, um, it talks about what it's – it's a therapist, right? He's a therapist. Yes. A marriage counselor. Yes, sure marriage is. counselor. Yeah, who's the, who's the author? Uh, let me look. Yeah. Okay. I just remember it was forwarded by Carrie Job, and I was like, gotta read it. Listen, you know? you're not sponsored by this individual. No. It's a pretty no. good forward whenever you don't even remember the author of the book. Yeah. <laughs> right. You remember no, the forward. Right. No, but I, I mean, I think, I mean, but go, yeah. keep, keep saying what you're saying, but I'm here for it. Yes. Yes. Okay. So he was talking about how, um, it's, he was talking about these questions that he asks every marriage or every couple that is about to get married. Here, sorry. <laughs> Tyler showing us the book. What is passing it? phones to show the book. It's Jimmy Evans and Frank Martin. Never heard. Yes, of the right one by Jimmy That's Evans awesome. and Frank Martin. Y'all gotta read it. It All right. is so good. Yeah. Well, <laughs> right. <laughs> it talks about, um, like I said, the first thing that it has is whenever he um, is counseling a couple about to get married, he gives them a list of these questions, and um, you know you, you have to like pretty much match the questions to be able to one yeah, of them's like and it talked about you know there's there were so many couples that like got divorced right after cuz he gave it to them or it would it would be couples about to get married or couples who were just recently married yeah because they aren't working out whatever um questions like how many kids do you want to have mm. and one would say none and one would say like six yeah. and like you know or like how many times in a week do you want to have sex? Like, mm-hmm. stuff like that. Who will control the finances? I have it. So, anytime yeah. I do marriage counseling for couples that I marry, I ask them these questions. Who's going to control the finances? Who's well. going to, yeah. Awesome. What was the Where other Where would one? you like to live? How should decisions be made? How often would you like to have sex? Who should initiate the sex? Mm. Like, and it's, who would be responsible for the daily chores? And so, I was like, wow. Tyler, I'm reading this book. It's responsibilities. Yeah, yes. yeah. And so, um, we asked each other those things. And it was really good, and I was so thankful that our answers pretty much matched, like, every one of them. Um, But, yeah, and then it talks about the love languages and, like, how to love your spouse, because we love each other differently. Like, my my needs, it's kind of like his needs, her needs. It was talking about the love bank. It's one of our favorite books, too. Yeah, it talks about the love bank. Is that right? Mm -hmm. Yeah. Those are two two really good books. (laughs) Yes. Those are two really good books. Um, but yeah, if we hadn't, if I hadn't had that book, I wouldn't have known like that I have to love him differently than I would my mm-hmm. sister and my mom and my dad. You yeah. know what I'm saying? Like we yeah. grew up completely different and growing up, my dad was always out of town throughout the week. So it was just me, my sister and my mom and being around three different females or two, being around two other females Shoo-shoo. is a whole lot different than being around just one male. Right. It's a lot more, <laughs> less <laughs> dramatic. Like I, I don't know. Sometimes, <laughs> I wasn't sometimes say he is dramatic. I don't know. But yeah, I think that book helped us a lot with like well, it just started learning so many how to love more each conversations other. Conversations out of it. Like anytime I've I've given it to a to a couple, um, they're like, man, it sparked so many more conversations and so many other things that. And because I think the hardest part about when you first get married is unrealistic expectations. Is, right? How can I ever expect you to do something I've never asked you to do? Right. Yeah. And you know? I even I fell short of that too. I'm gonna, yeah. I mean, I think that's I mean that's constantly rewriting narratives that you've spoken over your whole life. Like, mm-hmm. oh, when I get married, my spouse is gonna know what I'm thinking. Right. Oh. Well, oh, it's been however long. Like, why don't you still know what I'm thinking? Like, I struggle with that. I'm like, you don't know what this look means? Yeah, like, yeah. right. You just automatically know that. And you don't know that I'm hungry? Like, pretty, inter- pretty intuitive, but I still don't but have the ability to read your mind. But yeah. you know? yeah. So just like having realistic expectations can save you from a lot of those fights. Yeah. Oh, it can save you from a lot of the bitterness or resentment. Yeah. Or, you know, Knowing just, that you have those. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. I'm with you. So Tyler, you, you 
So you counsel couples mm-hmm. as they're getting married. Emily is also a marriage counselor. Uh, I'll ask you guys both this question. What are what are some things that maybe you have seen in couples that you counseled um, that maybe have presented red flags early on that like mm. that you could like people that are listening can maybe glean from that like this is stuff to avoid. It's kind of an uh, interesting question. I have but, a lot to say about that. But yeah, you probably got a lot more than I do. We're interviewing. You. I'm gonna say your relationships. I feel like have been pretty. I mean, yeah, I've been fortunate to the couples that I've done the marriage counseling with are like friends. Yeah, and, they're friends, yeah. or they're in so deeply in love they don't. Um, or they've been dating for six or seven years and nothing yeah. surprises them. Yeah. Um, I think the biggest thing of any of couples that, I, that I've gotten to work with is, is open communication, especially from the guy side of things. Like it's yeah. been very dominant women, which is a beautiful, beautiful thing. But it, it felt like there were the, the men in those relationships wasn't doing what the men's supposed to do in the mm-hmm. household. Yeah. You know, of still stepping up, being the man of the house. Do the dishes sometimes. <laughs> Doing the dishes sometimes. I always do the dishes. You do do the dishes. You're right. Um, <laughs> I, 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 knew, I knew she was going to do it. But uh, yeah, and I, and I know that's kind of probably not a great answer. Um, Sorry, but, our cat is destroying a bag in the kitchen. <laughs> Paper or plastic. Um <laughs> but yeah, that. I mean, I've been I've been very very fortunate to uh, to counsel people who uh, are kind of on the right path to up their marriage. You know, usually I feel like if they when they come to me, it's all it's before they get married. I heard I guess part Emily is in a very different uh, stage of the relationship than usually. Than yeah, usually I'm in. she is. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> To paint the scene here, Emily just went and grabbed our cat from the kitchen, who is in a grocery bag, and she is now taking it to the bedroom, so that Milo is not interrupting us in the conversation. This is some real life stuff going on. But yeah, that makes a lot of sense, though, because I just wonder, like, you know, maybe not in your setting that you've seen couples where it's like, right away, there's a red flag. Because I mean, we've heard stories of other couples that have done counseling where it's like, they have not thought through Oh, certain things like I could think yeah. of one specific example that we heard about last summer where the, the couples hadn't really the couple hadn't really thought about a lot of different things and not even just like the the, the marriage itself but even like the wedding they weren't considering certain things and right. it just was like you can kind of tell when the communication is not there but what about right. you what was kind of going to be your thoughts on that well, question what's different between Tyler and I and um, I'm, I'm a Christian counselor but most of my clients are not Christians mm. um, and if they are it's that's not why they're coming and most of the people I work with have already been married or I do a lot of counseling for individuals who aren't married but aren't necessarily engaged or planning to be married just couples counseling in general oh man y'all uh, I, I could imagine. go on but uh, a lot of people um, ex- will have affairs or infidelity or whatever mm. and then get married and be like I don't understand why my spouse is cheating on me or I'm cheating on them. Well, you did it before you got married, so I have a feeling you're going to continue that pattern. Yeah, people yeah. think so that just, marriage is going to be like an antidote for any yes, of that behavior. Yeah. Right. So I see stuff like that a lot. Um, really, I mean, it can be anything from, you know, from sex to just having disagreements within the marriage that all these things were happening before they got married with them, like within their relationship as well as in past relationships and then... They just kind of expect something to change when they get married. Yeah, and, for sure. You know, just things keep adding on and nobody's nobody's doing the work to change. Yeah. And unfortunately for me, unfortunately marriage counseling has one of the lowest success rates Ugh. because people wait until they're already pretty much almost on the brink. Of There's like nothing left. Like yes. they're just yes. their and last I, hope. Instead of being the first resort, it's the last resort. Yes. And I hope, I have hope in my heart that our generation will change that. I think yeah. Just so. because, you know, like past generations, like our parents' generation and before 
therapy is like the last resort. Oh, yeah. yeah. Something's wrong with and you if you have to go to therapy. Yes. Is what and the I mean, idea like, was. we've had friends who have done pre-engagement counseling, like yep. premarital counseling, marriage counseling, like, you know, done it all just to ensure that they are having realistic expectations and are doing the things to foster a healthy relationship and a healthy marriage because, mm. you know, it's a lot of work. Yeah. <laughs> it always is. Like, even, you know, in the beginning to forever just because even though we are one you know we're still two individuals right. and we selfishly always want what we want mm-hmm. even though we're called to you know put each other first it's kind of hard to do yeah, yeah. it's the well and what i was always told is do we make in um in our marriage counseling uh the guy who did it, he was like are you going to make decisions through flesh or through grace mm-hmm. that's your two options mm-hmm. and whichever way you lean more to is how each decision after that's going to happen in your marriage and your relationship and yeah. um that's one thing that we that we both try to do really got to give me as much grace as, as she has in her heart because i need it um but i'm telling you man those questions and, mm-hmm. I, and i'll send them to you but those yeah, questions Asking those to any that couple book. as yeah has been a huge thing because those are really hard questions that can make you uncomfortable. You know, I mean, I mean, asking your spouse how many times you want to have sex a week, mm-hmm. like that's that. I feel like that could be something very reasonably well, un- unrealistic. Well, for and there's a lot there's of easy, there's a difference even saying like how many times do you want to versus how many times are we going to? Yes, right. You know, every day. Okay, well, is that realistic? Probably right. not. I think like saying everything through the lens of like, hey, is this a realistic expectation is this right. you might have an expectation but is it realistic yeah yeah because i mean there's nothing wrong with having any of those desires for like hey you know i want to show you love every way in this day am i going to know mm-hmm. right. so what's a realistic way of dealing with that issue like yeah. hey maybe asking you to do the dishes twice a week is more realistic than asking you to do it every day mm. right because then i'm going to get bitter when you don't do it every day yes. right you yes. need to write a book called unrealistic expectations <laughs> yeah i'm yeah. telling you like really? that's a, that needs yeah. to be written and like just ingrained in every single young married couple's mind yeah and i mean we can say that for any relationship like yeah, friendships absolutely. and stuff too but obviously marriage or with that person so much and your yeah. lives combined with them and then like the financial component of it too is so important like you were saying too like who's going to handle the finances mm-hmm. who's going to be in charge of this and this yeah. and I feel like unless people have those conversations in the beginning not saying you can't fix that later on but obviously it makes a lot more sense right and yeah. before, to have that know. on the front yeah, the yeah. I think a lot of people and I think I was even guilty of this type of thinking early on in my dating life. But I think a lot of people, they view marriage and like whatever habits that they have, whether that's a pornography addiction, whether that's, you know, money issues, things that we've been talking about. A lot of people think that right away when they get married, like that's just all going to end. Like, Mm -hmm. Oh, well I won't carry that into marriage. And it's just, this person's going to fulfill all those. Yeah. And it's, and it's so dangerous thinking that just because, you know, one day you're not married, the next day you are married that all of a sudden you're going to unlearn these behaviors that you've been ingraining into your brain for years. Mm-hmm. That's, that's an unrealistic expectation for yourself. And I know that as I was dating, um, in my teenage years, like I, I, I saw an author who I mentioned last week. Um, she wrote a book called, uh, talking back to purity culture. And she tweeted something yesterday that said, uh, married sex is not the end prize of purity. And basically saying, like, I think a lot, I mean, the way I interpreted it is a lot of people, whether that's Christians or non-Christians, they view purity as like a a means to an end. Like, I'm going to, I'm going to reserve myself for marriage because married sex is going to be this great thing. And it's like, that's not really the heart of purity. That's just one example of like the way in which we kind of warp our thinking to 
what marriage is going to be like versus the reality of it. Mm-hmm. Absolutely. I could, yeah, I could harp on that forever. I had to take this amazing course, and at the time, I did not think it was amazing, in grad school, and it was called Human Sexuality. Mm-hmm. And my grad program was through Liberty, so it was both focused on the psychological component of counseling as well as the biblical component of counseling. So, you know, like, what does the Bible have to say about who we are as men and women, um, as God made us, as well as, you know, what does God have to say about sex in general? And I never learned more about that than in that class. Cause I feel like we're not really taught that in school Mm -hmm. unless you're really taught that in the home by your parents. You know, you're really only understanding that through your peers. At least that was my experience. Mm -hmm. And so it's fascinating to learn that and to, to take that into our marriage and then to every relationship. And I had to read three or four textbooks for that class. And one of them was, it sounds so cheesy y'all, but it was really good. It's called soul virgins. I'm telling (laughs) you, it sounds so cheesy, but the whole crux of the matter was like, our virginity is not like a fleshly thing. Like obviously Mm -hmm. you are a virgin, a virgin based upon the fact that you haven't had physical sex or Mm -hmm. physical intimacy in that way. But it was also talking about like, even after we lose our physical virginity, we still have a soul virginity with God. And Mm -hmm. like, again, it all sounds cheesy and all sounds kind of like kind of weird, but it just basically plays off the fact that like our virginity and our, like our sex and sexuality Mm -hmm is not fully dependent upon our marriage. It has yeah. to do with our relationship with God, which I thought was so fascinating because, like, no, I mean, I've never been taught that. Mm-mm. I've never even thought about that. So it was kind of cool because, I mean, especially for individuals who, you know, have had sex before they've gotten married and maybe feel like, you know, I've messed up or this isn't what I wanted and, you know, I'm not going to be able to give my virginity to my spouse you still have another form of virginity mm-hmm. and like, yeah. you know, for sure. It's more about how we use that to glorify God mm. and how we use that to connect ourselves to God, obviously to our spouse as well. Yeah. But, um, yeah, I just thought that was That's fascinating. Beautiful. That is fascinating. That's really good. I think more young, uh, adults need to know that, you know, know that truth. Mm-hmm. That's yeah. really good. I, uh, think it's, Sorry, um, <laughs> pulling me closer to the mic here. Um, Speak up, Dina. Yeah, no. Uh, starting into the marriage, I kind of like you have this expectation of how marriage is going to be. Like you said that, um, like everything's going to be great and everything's going to be perfect and my needs are going to be met and all this stuff. And Tyler was my first boyfriend, first wow. kiss. All, yeah. So I don't know the history of y'all's relationship. Well, I was one of my question was so. going to be later how y'all met, so we can get to that yeah. here after this. Yeah. No. Basically. Yeah, I didn't know that. Yeah, we started dating right after, well, probably a, our story's kind of long. Yeah. Um, <laughs> do we want to even get into that? <laughs> we can do some of it. So yeah. I was uh, Dina's youth worship leader. So uh, that's cool. Growing up. <laughs> so it's really not as creepy as it might I sound. promise. Um, I promise it's not creepy. No, <laughs> I was always just like, oh my gosh, Tyler Lindsay, wow, he's amazing. You know. Now and you're then, like, what an idiot. <laughs> no. And so like, obviously we didn't, we didn't start like, texting and like um 
dating until after I graduated high school because yeah, I was you know, very inappropriate half. Exactly. Nothing. It was yeah. very innocent. It was very innocent. <laughs> and like, I, I was I just. Was, I was like, I hate telling people our stories. I sound like a freaking creepy weirdo. But it was just very innocent. <laughs> it was and very, nothing. I always just was like, lo- loved Tyler. Obviously, I was the, I was young, I was younger. And so I was like looking up to a um, Christian man who was in leadership. I was like, this is the guy. This is him. And um, Tyler probably thought I was some weirdo, just yeah, like creeping on him, whatever. But I was also a knucklehead. So, uh, Tyler was also recording YouTube videos singing at <laughs> Sharon. with yeah, the goatee. Exactly. So let's not forget about yeah, that. Let's not forget that, Tyler. No. But yeah, it wasn't until, yeah, she got to high school and we were just friends. And there was there was some, I think, toxic uh, a relationship after she graduated high school. Like, well, do we date? Do we not? Do yeah. we date? Whatever, whatever. There was and, some like, I feel like Snapchat is Satan's app Playground, yeah i'm sorry if i can i don't know if i was able to say that you on here say but that. um i just don't snapchat is not a sponsor of this podcast, yeah. <laughs> so you're able to say whatever you okay, want to good. about snapchat don't like it never will slope, sure. yeah Absolutely. well the whole reason uh, well that i heard it was created was for a married man to have a relationship with his mm. I and, and, to do sexting. and the yeah. pictures just disappear Mm-hmm. So um, it was That's a lot why of. It's a ghost. Yeah. Oh, that makes sense. Yeah, they're always uh, in the air. It's like something's there. Anyways, yeah. mm-hmm. um, we we had a relationship that was just like we would Snapchat each other, and it was always friendly. It was never just. But I, it was like he didn't want me to know that he was at so and so's house, so he was like. Yeah. He kind of had like a girlfriend, so he knew I had a crush on him, so he didn't want to like, you know hurt my feelings or whatever that he was yeah, already right. dating someone is that right but is it wasn't really right? dating it was i don't know you were kind of dating. yeah it, i don't know either <laughs> way we opened up pandora's box yeah, yeah. But either way so we i ended that yeah it took whatever it whatever it was yeah um and we deleted snapchat yeah it was deleted all of it and then we had, we didn't talk for a while for, and then i i texted her like when i was months. like hey i want to i want to yeah every bit of it yeah and I was like, "Hey, I really want to talk to you. I just need to get just need to get together and just share something on my heart." He was like, "I don't care if it's in, if we have to be just friends." He was like, "I want you to be in my life." Yeah. And so he was like, "You want to meet at Starbucks?" And I was like, mm, "Yeah, sure." Well, I said all that at Starbucks. No, you texted me that. No, I didn't. I said it at Starbucks. <laughs> Remember, we <laughs> said we weren't gonna. It. I know, but that's either way. It's out. Anyways, okay. So, so coffee then we was get... involved. Yes. Yes, we okay. went to coffee, and he was like, "You know, I want to apologize for you know the." relationship that we had before it wasn't very healthy and like yeah and he was like i'd love for us to just be friends and then like three weeks later we, we started, started dating, dating. <laughs> yeah and yeah, so yeah. then i love yeah. to be friends by the way, by the way we dated for a year got engaged a year yeah got engaged and then we're engaged for a year and then mm-hmm. got married so yeah but i w- he was my first boyfriend so that was like i just i thought as soon as we got married everything would be different like i was gonna be it was going to be great. Everything's going to be perfect. Honeymoon phase. Everybody talks about honeymoon phase, which I hate because you expect it to be all perfect and everything mm-hmm. in the beginning when really that's the hardest part, I feel like, because yeah. there was a whole lot of learning that I had to do. Mm-hmm. I'd never grown up. Like, it would be different if I had a brother or yeah. something, you know, but I'd never lived with a male like that, <laughs> you know? Yeah. So it was like, and Tyler was, we grew up completely different. So the the way I did things like laundry and dishes and like everything was completely different and he is very much so like his mom he's very por- fortunate because his mom loved doing those things for him so he like she like did the dishes she he did the laundry mm-hmm. that's stuff that she wanted to do for him and like made his bed mm-hmm. and like all that stuff and so it was a huge change whenever we got married and I was like put the towels underneath the sink and he's like mm, those don't go there and I was like uh 
where are they going to go then? <laughs> like, you know, and I was like, they go there. They, there's no other place they go there. It's like, yeah, but when I was at home, they didn't go there. I'm like, okay, well, you're not at home. But yeah, it's just, it was a huge learning thing right mm-hmm. in the beginning. So yeah. I feel like the beginning was a little bit harder, but now it's like, we've gotten to where, like he said, we just laugh at the things that we, you know, mm-hmm. disagree on or something, you know, like, I don't know. So yeah. <laughs> Love that. Yeah. Fun story. I didn't know what I was getting into whenever I asked. Yeah. That story. yeah. yeah. Well, there's so much I feel like that could go. Our story is a very long one and very drawn out, but it's like it would be that another hour and a half. Yeah, it's hard yeah. to summarize like four years of your life. Oh absolutely. yeah, absolutely, absolutely. Yeah. Yeah. absolutely. yeah. Yeah. So what's like? What are y'all's like rhythms for like daily rhythms together? Because I know that like, you're both very busy, but yeah. how do you guys kind of make sure that? even if y'all are crazy busy or, you know, stressed out, like how do you kind of make sure that you guys kind of just kind of get back to center with your relationship? I think there's two very important parts of our day. We try the best to do morning coffee together. So oh, I yeah. used to get up That's and go 100%. To, yeah, I get, I get up and go to the gym in the morning and I come back and I make coffee. And then we, we try to sit at our table and just, just talk. And, yeah. um, and then usually we're not together all day long because either I'm at church all day or she's at the salon and there's just so much, like you said, there's just so much that goes on throughout our day. So that part and then literally sitting at home and watching Netflix shows mm-hmm. is, the, is the most beautiful thing that we enjoy doing because yes. you know, we have something to look forward to. It's our time together. We're just going to sit in our bed and turn on a Netflix show and finish the series that we started. Yeah. And It's funny because I, I lived with my youth pastor and his wife and their kids for probably, what, almost a year? Yeah, every bit. And um, I just... I valued their marriage so much, like seeing them, and I wanted my marriage to look just like that because, mm-hmm. I mean, they were just, they are still amazing. Love you guys if you're listening. And um, every morning we would get up at 7 a.m. and we would have our morning coffee because that's what Ross and Rachel would do, which is funny, Ross and Rachel. <laughs> I know, oh, friends. <laughs> um, so they would have coffee together, and it was just like the most, there was no TV, it was just morning, t- morning sun, yeah. coffee, and it's just like, you, it's it's a, it's the best way to prepare for a day because I just loved hearing them talk about how their day was going to be, and I'm just like sitting there admiring it all. And I was like, yeah. when I get married, I want this. So we made we became we made that a habit. Every yeah. morning we have yeah. to have coffee together. And I feel like if there's mornings that I don't have coffee with him, I'm like thrown off. Like I didn't get to talk about my day with Tyler, you know, you know stuff like that. It takes so. out that daily rhythm. Like it's literally the way that our that our day starts off. We just really love really having well. coffee in the mornings together. Yeah, it's absolutely. a it's a tradition i guess yeah. and then mm-hmm. i think that is another thing it's like you have to have your traditions otherwise yeah it's, it's your own thing you know and i feel oh, like yeah. it brings you brings you back to center i feel yeah um we like to have dinner together like i said whenever it's just those times where we can just talk i love that tyler loves to just sit there and watch tv so yeah. anytime yeah. i get those moments where i can just talk to him it's my favorite mm-hmm. but yeah i feel like that's that's, that's what that's it is totally it. Yeah. once we come home we talk to well, each other. Well, the crazy thing, I mean, again, working working at a church and doing what she does, like there's so many things that pull us, like dinners with people or events with people, and um, it just gets tough. It's easy to get overwhelmed, and we were kind of talking about that. I was like, well, this, we got to go do this with this person, this yeah. with that person, and um, having those, especially the mornings, having those times, and then again, have, knowing that we get to go home after this, after a long week, and well, we got a Netflix show to watch together, and we get to have this moment, just be home, like it's just, it's so beautiful for the soul. And I to to take you know add to that, I feel like um, a lot of people who are married and ha- work all day like we do, there are things in the afternoon that will draw each other away from, you know, because like one will need to go do this for say their job or there's an event or you have to go eat dinner with this couple or friend, whatever. Um, 
and the other one just doesn't want to go. Like sometimes that's me, but I've I've realized that I would rather be together in those situations than be at home by myself wishing, you know, wishing he was home or something like that. So I think that is a huge thing to learn is to start doing those things together and then you start to appreciate what they do and, you know, so yeah. vice versa. Absolutely. Yeah. So one of our big things is every Friday night we go out to dinner. It's like our weekly date oh, night. I love that. What, what is, like, when you guys think back to your relationship as a whole, what's been your favorite date that you guys have gone on together? Oh, god, This is a fun one. You got one? No. Off the top of your head? <laughs> Not yet. Oh, man. Right off the top of my head. Oh, I'm telling man. you, the most fun date night that we've probably ever had um, was in Denver. Um, if that counts, if it's not local, um, we, uh, we went out there for my birthday slash our anniversary and it was, it was when Nick and Kristen, yeah, yeah. y'all crashed their honeymoon. The yeah, we crashed but, their honeymoon. So it was beautiful having that time with them, but they flew back and we stayed a couple of days and I'll never forget it, man. We were sitting, um, at this dope, 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 uh, not dope, cool brewery. <laughs> yeah, we're talking about Denver now. Dope. It was a really, really cool microbrewery in Denver and it literally... And also a dog park at the same time. And a dog time. park. Oh, cool. So our two favorite things in one place in mountains and we're just oh, sitting there cool. just, just hanging out and enjoying each other's company and like, oh man, I could... I could just sit there all day. I can see it in my brain. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just, it'd been, a, it'd been a hard year at that point with work being crazy and your work being crazy. And we finally got to get away. It's so hard to, yeah. especially like every Sunday is a work day for me. So yeah. it's hard to have like weekend getaways. Um, but we finally took one off. And oh man, I'll never forget as long as I live. It was probably my favorite ever date night in my entire life. That, and then we went to a cool little uh, uh, restaurant that was like on a little creek or something. It was pretty yeah. cool. Yeah. Like a man made lake. I think m- my favorite dates um are when like we go get like a a yummy sonic drink and then we go to a hike or we just go driving and listening to music I think that's my favorite kind of dates I think it's because we used to do that when we first got married or first started dating that was like we made that a habit of going traditions I think I'm just very nostalgic I just just love things that we used to do Mm -hmm. and so like the more we do it I'm like this is just great every year we go to Nashville and recreate like our first date which is cool I love that well our, I love it. Our first date really technically was we <laughs> yeah well really? <laughs> so so I lived in Evansville she lived here I drove down and we had planned to go hiking and go down to Nashville the the next day but I drove down that evening and that year I had one second place in Hilligan's NCAA bracket challenge oh, wow. so so I had gift cards wow. that I still needed to use so we went on a budget so we went to Hilligan's that night and that's uh, when I knew the one so I don't really count that as a day because the, 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 the next day we went uh, what was that <laughs> Cummins Falls we went to Cummins Falls yeah, yeah. yeah. We went to we went to Nashville the next well we went to Nashville that evening we went to Oh, we went to Pinewood. And yeah, then yeah. So Pinewood across the street okay. is the Ascend uh, Amphitheater. Amphitheater, and Eric yeah. Church was playing. Church was playing, so we just no sat way. And oh, to the that's concert. cool. Yeah. I love so, like, Pinewood. Concerts are super nostalgic for us. Yes, I agree. every year though we go to we go back to uh, to Pinewood. That's something and take I take a picture in the same spot. So every if you look on like toward the end of what is it August August. August yeah. You can you'll see. Or July, or July was our first. Date. July thirty first was our first, which that was a big deal that I was willing to go on a date that day because that is usually the Major League Baseball trade deadline really? day, oh. which is a big deal for me as a baseball fan oh, to watch the news. So she, I knew that she mm-hmm. was the one. Whenever I was willing to miss the trade deadline, right day, to go with her, go yeah. I love, I love that. So yeah, great cool. story on that date was I uh, I wore the wrong kind of shoes and we we're walking across the water and like kind of the slippery rocks and I slipped mm-hmm. and I grabbed her and pulled her oh, into the water. No. <laughs> 
So I was like, this is great first yeah. impression. Uh, but anyway, yeah. So we always go down to Pinewood and every year we'll, we'll retake a picture yeah, and we always do like one of those Shut carousel up. things where you can scroll yeah. through and see what it's like the year before. That is so cute. So yeah. We're big on traditions as I well. I love though. that. And that's every year favorite. for our anniversary, we go down to Nashville and stay in the Omni Hotel because yeah. that's where we went after our honeymoon or after our uh, rehearsal dinner. Before we flew out the next day from Nashville for our honeymoon, we stayed you, in there. You mean after our rehearsal, our like, reception? Like, yeah. Reception. I was yeah. like, rehearsal we skipped dinner. the whole Which wedding. Which one's first? No. <laughs> yes. <Yeah. laughs> no, after our reception, yeah, we flew. We went down to Nashville, stayed we in flew. the Omni. Flew down. God, I can't even get my words. Right. <laughs> but uh, I'm we got married. I love we stayed it. in a hotel because we flew out of Nashville. Yes, there we go. Boom, there it is. To Nevada. Communications no, major, right there. Yeah. Yeah. No, we flew to Las Vegas. Whatever. Anyway, <laughs> point is, we do the same things every year. Just like I that. love that. Yeah, I love Our it. first date was actually a um, Christian Academy um, uh, recital, Christmas recital. Cute. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> For uh, Ross and Rachel's kids. Yeah. And so here's a kind of funny story, and then we can get back on you know topic. track. Here. Um, this so, is all on topic, isn't uh, it? Uh, that night we went. I saved oh, no. the. Um, the program, yeah. and I kept it in my truck at the so time because sweet. I wanted to have it. I, my plan was to give it to her. Do you have a Dina box with like things with that? Or, uh, he did. I did. <laughs> um, so I had all the stuff in the side of my truck that were out. Anytime something it was like concert happened, tickets and like or anything. I, I have mine in a Vans shoebox in the closet. Oh, I love. And my okay, plan was on our wedding day. I was like, well, I'm gonna put it all together because again, she loves tradition. She nostalgic. And I was like, I'm gonna give this to you. So I'm gone. Bring back the, concerts, please. Yeah, Those I were was our uh, I was playing a big worship conference and I was out of town. And uh, I come back home and my truck looks incredible. It looks immaculate. It's very I cleaned, it's cleaned it. out. Everything's cleaned out of my car, including things that were in my uh, side. He said, cubby. "Where did you put that uh, program?" I was like, no, that kind of "Oh, stuff. like from our first date." I was like, "Why would you keep that?" She said, "Yeah, I threw all that in the trash." I said, I threw it away. It was like really old. <laughs> My girl. That is what Emily. I was like, yeah, you everything and Cole's like, where'd that go? I'm like, we didn't need it. I was like, that was a bunch of clutter in your like, okay. in your passenger seat cool. uh, door Thanks, there. Bro. Hope you He's enjoy like, your non gift for our wedding day. Non gift. He was so wrecked, and then I immediately felt bad because I was like, oh my gosh. Yeah, you ruined a gift. Yeah. That was memories I didn't even realize. Yeah, cleaning that was the gift. You yeah, cleaning. <laughs> I cleaned his truck. Let's not forget uh, that. Yeah. I'm sure Tyler felt that in the room too. So embarrassing. Access service. That's exactly it. That's oh, his favorite. What, what is your love language, Tyler? Is it really? Um, words of affirmation. Words of affirmation. Yep. Uh, I feel <laughs> rude. Um, no, I'm the same way. Oh, yeah. <laughs> like, that's no, rude. No, yeah. <laughs> no your top three oh, words you. of affirmation. Access service. service. And then uh, y'all are very similar to us. Then yeah. I'm, I, um, and then I, don't know, I love quality time. I love to talk and hang. And, Stuff and things. On your terms. On my terms. Absolutely. Stuff and things, yeah. Mine is definitely physical touch, words of affirmation, and then gift giving. I love gift giving. Emily loves gift giving. Mine is actually serving gifts. Really? I love when he just shows up with a... Are y'all big big on the Enneagram? Y'all follow me? Well, I can't figure out what I am. I was a... I'll just say, I don't know. He thinks he's a three or something. I don't know what I am. Well, he... two different triads. Before we got married... Well, I thought I was a three, and I was a test again, and I was an eight a year later. I... You don't think so? No. They are. He's taken it twice about this recently. Outside of the podcast. Yeah. Um, we will. We will discuss this. I tried to get certified <laughs> in it. We need an yeah, Enneagram podcast. Certified in it yesterday. Y'all, three thousand seven hundred dollars. Oh Everybody wants to sponsor me. Sponsor. We're going to start a GoFundMe. Yeah. A GoFundMe discount for a mental health professional. Wow. Are you so. serious? Yeah. Wow. I bet. I bet you five years ago it was not half that price no, no. because it's so trendy now that oh, i guarantee you that it's a, a yeah. that's why it's that expensive yeah. that's, crazy. But that's ridiculous we, we can't tell tyler his prior motivation yeah, you, yeah. <laughs> we just, we just 
Yeah, that's right. You know, I, you, you're not supposed to type people or tell them what they are or aren't. So, Tyler, maybe you are an eight. What, what are you? <laughs> I don't, a two. Two. Or two. Whatever. I don't know. Yeah. Yep. I'm a four. That's I'm all I know. I'm just here. I'm just glad to be here. I've just taken it before and be gotten the I'm just nine. Tyler, guys. <laughs> that's it. I'm my own number. I don't know. I, I, when I read, like, the fears and everything of the two, or the two I'm like, that's me. For sure. Yeah. I, like, want to be needed and when I... And I want to be loved, like, you know? So, yeah, I do. Yeah, you know. I do know. <laughs> he knows. Yo. I'm like, can you just hold me for a minute? He's like, uh, okay, sure. <laughs> and I'm just like, just hold me. Squeeze me for a minute. <laughs> yeah. yeah. That's literally it. What's been your favorite date that we've gone on? <laughs> Let's bring it back to dates. Yeah. Oh my gosh. I don't know. Um, like, in general, like, over the time that we've yeah. been together or, like, when, when you think about our relationship, what's married? been the most memorable date? I'm gonna need like five minutes. <laughs> <laughs> Y'all carry on. Yeah. You don't need five minutes. No, I do. No, I do. Oh my god. Um, you just, I'm just so, so many goings. We went on a date once hiking, and I was like, "Okay, I got it. Go, 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 go." Oh. Um, <laughs> I talk about this date all the time. Okay, let's and I don't hear really it. know why, because it's not that much different than things we normally do. But this is before we were engaged, I believe. I think it was 2016, and we went to Nashville, and it was oh, yeah. it was just a sweet. It was just like a beautiful day in May. Beautiful and day, we man. went to, I don't remember where we went for lunch, but we went somewhere for lunch. And then we went to Centennial Park. Mm-hmm. Cute. And there was like this festival. Ha- this is in Nashville for people who don't know. Um, it was like some festival and there was like this concert happening and all these people were around. And I just loved it. It was like music in the park. I just loved music. music. Live yeah. on the green? Live on the green? It wasn't it was live on the green. No. It was just, um, live on the green in August. It I think was, it was oh. called music in the park. Actually. Yeah, music in the park. Yeah. Cute. And, so, and then we rented bikes. So we biked around Centennial Park for a little bit. And then we went to Cumberland Transit. And Cole got hiking boots because we went to Yosemite that summer. And it was just a, like, it was like being outside in Nashville, which is like my favorite place. Yeah. And spending time with Cole and making plans for the future. Because we were talking oh. about, you know going on a trip and oh and then we went we went downtown and like took pictures and we had really good food i don't remember where we went but it was really good food yeah I it do. was just a really fun day i do remember that day cute yeah. and i got her sunflowers from the yeah. amelia's stop flower it. truck or whatever it's called oh, stop it i love that yeah. <laughs> i love flowers yeah it was just cute that is the cute thing, the whole thing was cute yeah. the whole thing was cute yeah. it was my hair looked good. It Come was on. A good day. <laughs> that that it's makes all day. the difference, right? <laughs> yeah. That's how I remember most of our dates. Yeah, when I've your had hair always day. looks like, good. Look that, yeah, day, that, that must have been a good date then. Yeah. Dina cut your hair, so you yeah. got to oh, send it to oh, her. Yeah. Yeah. He's got I'm, that fire hair because I'm, of me. Yeah, so I'm you're the welcome. Most difficult customer you've probably ever yeah. had, too. <laughs> yes, very tedious. That's okay. Oh, man. What are some. What are, we're coming to the end here. What are some other good questions to ask them that you have? I mean, I have plenty of questions. I, just, um, I feel like we've learned a lot about them. At least I have. Yeah. yeah. Just because, I mean, I'm tr- I was trying to think about that before you guys got here, like the first time we met you guys, because I think you all started, you you like started leading worship when we were in Evansville. Yeah. Because okay. when we, before we moved, Chris was our worship leader here at Crossland. And then we moved to Evansville <laughs> and y'all came in okay in that time period so i mean as we visited here in bowling green because we always would come to crossland you know when we would come back home to visit my family i don't remember the first time we met you guys and i don't remember you know our first interactions other than that i don't know that i talked to tyler a whole lot until we moved down here because i texted him and i was like hey we're new to the area yeah i'm trying to meet people because that was the first time i actually really met tyler yeah Yeah. because it was like right after y'all had gone to portland yeah, come back and uh, oh, 
That's yeah, good. and Tyler yeah. was talking to me about some beer that he drank there, and I was like, all right. <laughs> that was, we loved Portland, too. Yeah, yeah. Portland's yeah. really fun. But I was just like, yeah, I'm looking for people to hang out with here. We just moved to the area. And I knew who Tyler was from the church, but I don't, I don't, I don't think I ever actually talked to you until we moved down here. Yeah, mm-hmm. I think that's what it was. Because yeah. you, you had that other life group you were in, and then yeah. Call finally opened up those life groups. And I think that's really, especially like us and even Nick and Kristen, that's when I think all of our friendships really took a, mm-hmm. a really cool turn to a new level, I think, yeah. a deeper level. Yeah. Well, sure. I think there's a difference because you were saying earlier, you know, like you're on stage and you can like feel the, I guess, the audience or whatever, and you like can connect in that way. And then, so we kind of felt like we knew you guys from that. Yeah. Even yeah. We didn't really yeah. know right. you. No. <laughs> Um, I do so remember one year. I just year, felt like it was natural just to kind of go yeah, into Yeah, absolutely. That. Right. I think the one, the first year that Tyler led worship for Christmas, I remember this because I have the exact same sweater. It was like a green <gasps> sweater from Target. I, mean, uh-huh. I yeah. bought yeah, that for you. Yeah. yeah, just for Christmas. And yeah. he kept so the I, tag on it so he could take it back. <laughs> did you take it back? Nope. I still no, wear he it. still has I wear it. it for still has a tag on it. Though. Yeah. But so I was like, special. hey, that dude's got the same sweater that I have. That's funny. I love that. I think the first thing I really remember about you guys is the Cole's connection between Tyler's boots. <laughs> like he was always commenting on the Chelsea oh, yeah. boots and stuff. <laughs> I loved it. Yeah. It's great. I, uh, the, the last year has been a really good year for my boot collection. Boy, <laughs> it went on up, baby. It was not as good. from me, I'd like to say. Yes, yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're yeah. welcome, so Cole. Because I was for a while just rocking these like Morona brand Target boots. Yeah, yeah, man. And then I purchased him Some Clark clothes. boots and he was like, I don't need these. I already have my Target boots. And I was like, yes, you do. Yes, you, yes, you do. You, you do. Hold on. So, um, yeah. You're welcome. Yeah. 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 So now I've, I've got the... The Chelsea boots, which give me I, I, the most comments I've gotten on any shoes are the ones that you bought me. They're a Target brand Goodfellow Chelsea Those boots. Those gray ones? They're like the beige kind. Yeah. Oh, yes, yes. yes. Yeah. They're colorblind. And then, uh, I feel like Tyler's colorblind cold. sometimes. So I think he's colorblind sometimes. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> That's what he says. Oh, when oh, he says too. gray or when he she says gray, say it's always been tan. Are blue. She thinks that they're she thinks they're navy blue. Yeah, I thought this this looks blue. He thinks to me. this is blue. You're sure? And I have a hard time telling between navy blue and black. That's navy blue. This yeah. is navy. You're right. Yeah. yeah. See, exactly. I struggle with that color on Tyler's sweatshirt. Where I'm like, is that aqua? Is it turquoise? I would say that that green. I think that's green. See, I would categorize that as blue. I would say it would be in the blue family for me. My mom is legit colorblind, and she's an artist. So that's kind of crazy. Blows my mind. She always That's asked me for colors. Right I know. There. She's cool. Right. She's like, hmm. no. Yeah. Man. I love it. All right. So yeah. final question I always love to ask people. Tyler, you answered this kind of in some capacity last year when I had you and Savannah and Cameron on. But the show is called In No Hurry. And I guess kind of as a couple, you guys sort of talked about this earlier. But like, what do you all do to sort of just slow down and be together? I guess both individually, but as a couple as well. Wow. Um, hmm. To just slow down? And I, I'm going to touch on this real quick um, because I think it's very important to like to show our story where we are as a married couple. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, my dad passed away about two and a half yeah. years or so ago. Um, and we didn't really get to get to this point, but I wanted to say it because I just want to brag on her because she's my, my wife. Um, and I said this last night at dinner. Um, you know, going through, like like Greg says in his uh, pre-marriage counseling, marriage isn't hard, life is hard. Thank you. And, Thank you. Um, and, yeah. and I we agree, talked about that last week. I agree with that so much because, so my dad passed away and we were only engaged at the time. Mm-hmm. And I've never... About to get married. Our date married, was yeah, May, May 20th. He passed away yeah. while you were engaged? Uh, yes, wow. I sure did. And so, um, I, I will get to a point, back to your question. No, you're, no, you're good. But I'm telling you, we were at the, we were at the funeral home and... There was there was a moment where like I was just strained because even though I was a middle child, 
I was the older child, you know, I just, everyone came to me for everything. I was just kind of the one who did all the answers, who took all the questions when he was sick and everything. And so, man, I was just drained. Like literally it was by the casket was me. And then my mom was sitting somewhere because she was just worn out. So I was just there the whole time. And, um, Dina was never more supportive than me in my life than in just that moment. And when life was hard, when she really had every opportunity of like, you know, to get out, to do whatever. And I was hard to deal with and to handle, but she was literally there with me the entire time with the little things, like the little things like bringing coffee or just knowing when to ask me when something was wrong, knowing when to ask me when, um, when I need anything or when I need to be left alone. And, um, like every couple, I think married couple, especially will go through that moment. You'll have that, that that spot in your life where life is really really hard and it'll define you as a couple one way or another i think that grew us really early on we weren't even married yeah and that's but i knew with the shadow of a doubt like this was the woman that can go with me in the trenches that's gonna fight with me that's you're pretty exposed as a person during those moments absolutely and dude and i was i was hard to deal with and i was emotionally understandably so yeah i was better for worse right yes and we saw that before we even married Mm -hmm. um and and this a piece of advice, don't give, we'll get back to the question. Like when those moments come, don't shy away from them as a couple. Hit them head on together. Like yeah. run into that fire together. And I knew in that moment, I tell people this all the time, like I knew this was my better half. When you can handle me at my very, with better or worse, sickness or in health. And sometimes sickness is, is mentally in those moments because I was just, I was in a bad state. I was ticked off all the time. I was mad. I was holding everything in and... Dina gave me so much grace and showed yeah. me so much grace in that moment. Um, and because of that, it makes me appreciate the little things of just sitting down and talking about, co- of having coffee and talking through life and through situations. And um, we talked about the day, like I still don't talk about it much very well, but. He's gotten to a point where he does a little bit, yeah. but it's like. But it's those times like we're just sitting in the morning, just having coffee and just sitting and not doing anything where sometimes I'll talk about it a little bit. And that's when I just slow down. When we just, I mean, it's just, just sitting a, down yeah. and just um, enjoying one of those cup, uh, cuppy, cuppy. Cuppy of cuppy coffee. Love it. Enjoying each other's <laughs> company. Um, a little cuppy. Over, I love a, cup, those over a, a cup of coffee. But I want to say all that because um, in the midst of all that, it was in those little, little baby moments of just. Those are big moments. Those well, are big moments. Yes. Yeah. Well, I mean, like in the little moments in between the big like moments. Like, day. Yes, yeah. in the moments where we would just sit and... Um, there were days where we just sat at his house and I was in the other room and he was in his bedroom by himself and I just knew, like, I would just be like, you need anything? And he's like, no, yeah. and I just would sit there and just wait, like, wait for him because there would be times where he's like, hey, do you mind grabbing me, like, a water or something? I'm like, yes, 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 I'll go get it because, yeah. like, I'm a two. I want to help. I want to help him and that was really hard because I couldn't fix it. Yeah. But, like, from the outside in, I knew it was coming and, like, obviously, if that's your parent... still alive at that point. Yeah, just there was not those, doing very well. Right. There were those times where, obviously, if it's your parent, you do obviously feel like there's hope. It's gonna... They're gonna make it out of it. They're gonna survive. They're gonna do this. And then, when you're on the outside of it and you kind of... It's reality to you, you know? You see it from the outside in and you're you know it's coming and you hear what the doctors are saying or whatever. It was really it was a really hard balance of like trying to help him prepare for this situation but also be there for him if he wasn't prepared. Right. Like absolutely. And I mean there were I mean he went we went through the stages of all of it till a couple of times. And I wanted to say that because that's something very important to our marriage, something that is real and authentic. I think maybe even listeners will enjoy of in those moments when you're literally at your worst, grab your other half's hand and run to that fire as fast as you it can. It was hard. You know? Yeah. It was tough, man. And I it, mean, I will be honest, I was like, Can I do this? Like yeah. 
Absolutely. Yeah. Because I would go home and just cry to my mom like, oh my gosh, she's like, well, honey, not a lot of people have to go through this when they're engaged, you know, like you yeah. don't get to I be mean, with each other yeah, that I mean, night. You expect to, for us to be old whenever, you know, your parents, you know, that's what I expected, yeah. not this. And, and he really too, we, he wanted to push our wedding earlier so that we can just get married in the hospital so his dad could see mm-hmm. that. And I, of course, was going to say yes, because... I'll do anything. To, yeah, I would want my parents there too, yeah, you know? Yeah. So, but I, I, was, I had this dream. Right I didn't want to be selfish, yeah. but I was like, Tyler, we, you know, yeah. I think that you would appreciate later on if we did it later and the, you know, that way you can m- mentally prepare. Cause I didn't want us to get married right after his dad passed away too. Right. Cause yeah. I was like, I just wasn't there. we, he just, there was yeah. a lot of, and people say there's a lot of uh, shifting that happens to you right after you lose a parent and a lot of, Things well, change, and he did. He did change completely. He used to be very um, like physical touch, like wanted to hold my hand all the time, wanted to snuggle, and like after he, his dad passed away, there was a lot of, I just want to sit here and like, and so we've had. He's. Yeah. It's like I learned two different people almost, but like Tyler's still there, obviously. He's yeah. right here. But I'm still working, but, <laughs> but I mean that still part things. still isn't coming back yet. Like I'm just now at a point where. I enjoy to be around people again. There was a time where, like, I didn't want to be around people. I didn't want to do anything. And, yeah. Um, and she worked. She walked with me through the whole thing. And I know that was off your question. No, it's perfect. I just, it was. It was something that I wanted to make sure that that I talked yeah. about because it was. It was very real. And I don't know what I would have done without Dina being by my side. Yeah. That shapes the dynamic of your whole marriage. Absolutely. Yeah. You know, when you go through any type of tragedy, because we've been through several ourselves. Neither of us. Yeah. I mean, Colt lost a parent. In yeah. His, adolescence i guess so i never even knew his mother but right um you know we've been through several tragedies before we were married and since and i mean obviously there's severities and degrees of things yeah. but you know when the person you love is hurting it's devastating yeah. and you know it can feel so paralyzing to try to navigate that with them and it can feel so paralyzing to be the person going through it as well as the person watching it absolutely um because we've both been on either side either of that side, yeah. and it's not great either way <laughs> um but clinging to one another even if we don't want that mm-hmm. at that time i mean that's what shapes your relationship yeah. and that's what makes us stronger yeah. and i mean it's it's uh it's like so horrible yeah. and i mean i think you have to say that because that's that's part of your story yeah. Yeah. you know you like the joy coexists with the sadness. Yeah. Absolutely. How has your father's death shaped who you are as a husband? Because I feel mm-hmm. like, mm-hmm. like my mother passed away when I was 14 and I know that there are plenty of aspects of her, even though she's a woman and I'm a man that like, my, the, I think I have a very nurturing streak to me that comes yeah. from her. And obviously I, like most of who I am is based on who my father is as a, as a, as a husband and a man. But you know, I think granted I've not lost my father, but I, I just, I just, did a, I read a short story with my kids this week in class that um, kind of is along this topic where this teenage boy loses his father and he kind of assumes the role of the man of the house. And granted, he's 17 in the story, yeah. but even though you're out of the house and you're a grown man now, when your father passes away, I, I got to think that there is kind of a shift, like she said, but in a sense that you're now like even more of a, you're not, you're, you're I mean, not that you're no longer a kid, but it's yeah. like this different aspect of like, I'm grown up now, and how much did like how much did that affect just maybe your outlook on like the manhood of your marriage yeah. and who you are as a person? You will go first. Well, I was gonna say from seeing seeing the shift happen from the outside, 
it was definitely you became a husband, but also um, almost a caretaker for your mom. Yeah. too so you had a lot riding on your shoulders of like taking care of people i feel like you switched into just somebody completely different like you didn't have to do that in the beginning like you were very independent you'd have to help nobody because everybody else around you was your mom was very independent absolutely um because she was taken care of but then after he passed away you had a wife and a mother to take mm-hmm. care of so yeah. i mean that to me was a huge yeah, shift it, um it just it changed the way we went full Irish. It changed. Uh, it changed the way that I approached <laughs> situations. And like the way that I approached the web. Um, that was too. That was not Irish. Okay. I'm sorry. This is such a good question. Anyway, um, so it. So my. I love my dad to death, and I and I think I think I have a lot of his qualities. Like he was a big goofball, so I'm a big goofball. Um, but he didn't necessarily um, leave my mom in the best like financial situation. Yeah. Um, and so number one, that taught me that I will never do that to my. But wife. you had no yeah. idea. I had no too. idea. It was, was a huge shock. Um, yeah. Because yeah. um, my dad was very very successful, and you know you know how it goes. You know business ventures go well, sometimes go bad. Worked at a um, a company that was just really really bad people. Um, yeah. and they just didn't, yeah, just, take care of him. yeah, not, didn't take care of him or anybody very, very well. So either way, so now I'm taking care of my mom financially as much as I can, trying to start my life with my wife. And again, my brothers are great bridge. people, but they're just not leaders. They're not people that are going to take charge and do what needs to be done. And they just didn't have that mindset to do things. Yeah. Um, yeah, I'm, I'm just getting there. Yeah, he's getting there. My little brother, he's and getting there. Dr. whenever you, like, after you answer this also, can you share like how that experience is going to help you when you become a father oh yeah, yeah. i feel like that's gonna yeah be a um and i'm not gonna don't cry i'm trying not to but he does this thing when he cries <laughs> he, he used to make fun of his dad how like you his, won't be the first person to cry on this podcast uh, so. when his dad used to cry oh, he used to get three times really his dad used to talk really hot bitch when yeah, he started crying um, and now and, yeah. tyler used to make fun of him and now so it was just a paradigm shift. i mean it was such a different way of approaching life so um, trying to help my mom and be the leader. And, and so I just got more serious. Like I felt like with life, like yeah, the, so. the fun joking. Cause I, I mean, I'm still a goofball, but I was even more of a goofball before my dad passed away. It just, exactly. It just, it shifted into, I gotta be this alpha male. Like I gotta be the guy that is just over everything yeah. and making decisions. And it made me approach things so differently, so much more seriously, so much more tense. Um, and I think that's what affected our relationship. I was just tense all the time. You know, I didn't want to, mm-hmm. I didn't want to let go of my emotions. I wanted to hold everything as close as I could. Um, but further, the more I've grieved, the more I've come to terms with, um, with with my with my dad's death. I've I've been able to I think love better, open up more, um, and then but also my dad was a beautiful father. Oh, like yeah. there's so many memories. I'm just not there yet to talk about them. You ask all three boys, and they're like the dad. His dad, their dad was like. Like my dad was a huge athlete, he was the guy. incredible athlete. But yeah, he was. So great. was Tyler, by the way. Yeah. <laughs> but okay. here's what's cool is my younger brother uh, was the um, like debate team captain and at captain, captain captain academic team leader, and my dad was at every single every match. single one Sweet. cheering like, him on. And that's yeah. what I'm like. I will. I want to be a dad like my dad that's was. That's what I've always said too. Yeah. Um, but I also want to be responsible as well to make decisions. Um, <laughs> my engagement ring just lost it. That's we don't fine. need that. Put that back <laughs> no, on. No, that's fine. Sorry. Um, 
But I also learned how to maybe manage finances better, maybe um, do things in a different way that no matter what happens to me, I know my wife is, is if left off. And again, my dad didn't do anything on purpose. He just ran out of time, yeah. you know, and, and he was someone that lived each day at a time. Oh, yeah. He yeah. would just be like, you want a bike? Let's go get you like one. He, I mean, he loved people. He was overly generous, beautiful, beautiful man. Um, so he, he taught me. He literally used to say, you can't take money to the grave with you. No. And literally. Tyler sometimes says that. I do. I'm like, I, don't do it, Tyler. I do um, but he was a beautiful dad, so he taught me. And he taught me how to be a beautiful husband from a standpoint of my mom was always laughing. He always had her joking. I mean, um, he loved my mom so much. Uh, so he taught me that. And then I think he also taught me, um, yeah, to, to support my kids no matter what they do. My kid may not be an athlete. And, I, and I'm going to be just fine with that. <laughs> That's what I've always said, too. Absolutely. Like, I'm going to be just fine with that. Like, well, like I'd love my I'm kids to play tennis it. or baseball or whatever. But, like, if they decide they want to do something else, they want to be in theater, they want to do debate. they take after me and have no abilities. <laughs> Same. Same. I love them yeah. where they are. But, like, I'll be there. I mean, whatever it is, like, I just want them to find something they enjoy. Absolutely. And, and that fulfill them. Because yeah. I've gone through many seasons in my own life where I was really into baseball. I was really into basketball. Then I wasn't so much into that. Then I was into tennis, and I didn't really play tennis for a while. I was into my, my journalism career. It's like whatever they do, I just want them to enjoy it, right. and that will be there to support it. Because I just think that too many parents put a lot of pressure. This is getting off topic too, but a lot of parents put too much pressure on kids, and kids start to resent their parents because of that kind of stuff. Absolutely. And kids just want to have the they want to feel like they have the freedom. And this is just me speaking as somebody who was a kid once, but like. I think we all were. Well, yeah, we all were. Yeah. <laughs> but like, just say I'm not. Like, I always. Well, I hate when people say like. I, 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 I hate when people say like you can't talk about parenthood until you're a parent. It's like, right. but I've been a kid and I know what it's like and to have. You yeah, know, we know what it's like to have. Parents. And like my, right. my dad, my dad, same way. My dad, like whether I was playing baseball, basketball, um, tennis, in choir. I was in show choir in middle school. Yeah. My parents were at all the all the show choir competitions. They come to all of my concert choir shows. Like, what, whatever I was doing, I was on the speech team. Like, they couldn't come Aww. and watch that. But they would come and support me, like, as much as they could. Yeah, that's cool. uh, They wouldn't let parents into the actual classroom to that's watch really me. really cool. But, like, yeah, like, they would, whatever I was doing. My brother was a state champion in the debate, too. Like, they'd go and watch him, too. Love my it. sister was in the orchestra. Like, I just, that's the kind of parent that I want to be, too. Because that's how my parents always were. Absolutely. You know, and that I just think, is awesome. I think when your relationship in your marriage is going to... Um, reflect on how you are as parents i think you know yeah. like supporting each other in whatever they Dean want is going to be the cool mom like i mean i though. hope yeah. so <laughs> i hope so i'm gonna be the one to be like <laughs> never mind get, get your dad out the field you're not i'll be out there just like throwing baseballs yeah. right. i'm like uh, sir. sorry tyler you can't <laughs> put yourself in the lineup <laughs> on your kids <laughs> yeah yeah, we're gonna be the ones. Me and my child will like if my daughter's crying in a room, I'll go sit and cry with her and look in the mirror and be like, "It's okay, honey." I think that's gonna. Tyler will be like, "Who's the guy that that broke her heart?" Yeah, absolutely. Oh yeah, that'd be bad. Yeah, she's gonna think about like me in high school. Yeah, that's the plan. Yeah. But anyways, man, this was awesome, guys. Yeah, man. Thank you for coming on. Kind of on some tangents, but hey, that's the best kind of conversation, though. If you're listening still and it's an hour and fifteen minutes in, I love that. God bless you. But yeah, this is awesome. Thank you guys for sharing a little bit of your story. Yeah, man. And glad to have you guys on. You know, this month, like I, like I was saying last week, we're having a couple of younger couples, and then at the end of the month, we're going to have some more, I guess, I don't know what you say, experienced, seasoned, seasoned, seasoned yeah. couples, including my, my parents as well. So I'm excited that. to kind of just, you know, kind of bring some conversations. And I think whether people are married or not, they can listen to this and know, because, you know, people, whether you're dating and all, whatever the case is, like, I hope people can can, can learn from it. From yeah. This. Yeah. yeah, I love that. Absolutely. I love that. It's good. Man. Have those realistic expectations. Come That's on. right. Yeah. Yeah. We're coming yeah. soon. Twenty twenty. What if we learn this time? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Quickly. Yeah. Quickly. yeah. <laughs> it's coming, dude. I love it, dude. Love it so much. Well, thank you guys. This is awesome.
Well, that was so fun with our friends, Tyler and Dina Lindsay. Hope you guys enjoyed that conversation as we reflected on some of our best memories and just things we've learned in the first few years of our marriage. If there are things that you want Emily and I to talk about the rest of this month as we have some more seasoned couples on the next few weeks, just send me an email at coleclayborn at gmail.com or you can find me on Instagram at coleclayborn or Twitter or Facebook as well. Anywhere on social media, you can find me and just reach out to me. And we'd love to talk about some topics or ideas or answer any questions that you have about marriage, or we could even pose them to our guests. Obviously, our guests the next two weeks are going to be much more seasoned married couples, married much longer than we are. So there's a lot that we are going to learn in those conversations as well. So feel free if you've got questions or things you want to talk about, just let us know. And again, I just want to plug the book of the month this month, which is The Seven Rings of Marriage by Jackie Bledsoe. I would love for you to read that book along with us. And at the end of the month, we will talk to Jackie about his book and the ideas that are in it. And so if you've got questions for him, shoot those to me as well. And we will ask him those questions whenever we talk to him on Instagram Live in the last week of February. But hope you guys have a great week. Hope you guys find some time to relax and not be in a hurry. And we will see you next week.